0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches, but there's only one McKrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Uh, Armoire
1: Davis out of Alabama. Is that Armoire no, Davis? No, no I, we don't. No. Okay. Armoire. Armoire Davis. Armor Davis. Davis. Ar- Ar- Davis. Ar- yeah, Armor Davis. Okay,
2: I kind of like it armoire that's his, that's our nickname he Please. hits you like a piece of
1: furniture like a dresser right that could
2: yes. work. oh yeah we are professionals look at us we talk about guys and don't even know their damn names damn we're good holy cow i evaluate the players don't know their name i'm at host the show it's supposed to know that doesn't know the name either we're perfect tandem Two idiots running a football podcast. Yes, we are. That's right. Hello, I'm Chris Sims. That's Ahmed Farid. How you doing, man? What's going on? I didn't even know what an armoire really was. I, that's what I'm a little surprised at. I was like, Pete, is it a chair? I'm a little surprised. As worldly as you are, as I smart as you know are,
1: what an armoire fa- is,
2: and it just sounds just like a, an educated word that you would usually know. It's like if someone was like, "Do you think
1: Abed knows what an armoire is?" You'd right. be like, "Yeah, of
2: course." Yeah, and an and armoire is how I was. That's how my mom always said it. Armoire. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how the mean streets of Franco Lakes, New Jersey. That's how we said an it. An armoire, armoire in the armoire. foyer. Right. You know, like the foyer, the part of the yeah front part of a house. Yeah. I mean, I had an armoire fall on me once and luckily got saved by the bed, right? Seriously? Yeah. Like climbing up the armoire oh. at an age where there's a shirt up there and I can't quite reach it. So let me step on one or two of the oh, no. lower levels and it tipped over and thank God it hit the edge of the bed or I would have either gotten smushed by one of the things or fit wow. right in there perfectly. Right? That's crazy. Yeah, right. I've had full of dumb crap stories of Chris Sim's life. Well, cuz my wife was always like when we
1: our kids were young and they're still pretty young, yeah. they're 7 and 6 right now, but she was like, "Let's let's get all the furniture anchored to the wall." Ooh. Like let's screw Dude, it into yeah. the wall. And I was like, that seems like an overreaction. Yeah. But now hearing your story yeah. on what kids will do, stuff to get like a shirt. that,
2: shelves, yeah, armoire. I mean, you don't have an armoire obviously cuz you don't even them. know how to say the word if you did, you might. Like, I just don't know what it's called. Probably in your house, but either way, that was that. So when I called them armoire you kind of like had cold sweats.
1: It was like a flashback. No, oh, it
2: was. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that give me cold sweats. Like I said, I'm an idiot. I've survived. somehow I'm still here at the age of 42. Uh, but yes, I've had many stupid stories like that. And uh, our man Jalen Armour, he, the Armour Davis, he, he liked, he liked that we gave him a little credit. So yeah, you Instagrammed him. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know if it was you or if it was Pete or someone well, was that Pete. else. That Pete controls control of that Instagram. department. Yep. Uh, you Instagram some of your love of him and your comments about him because he's not getting a whole lot of. Love. As a, as a safety. I don't no. think he's in a lot of people's top five. Yeah, he's a
2: corner, so he's that a... just tells you how much respect he's <laughs> on oh, yeah, there. He can't right. get his position right.
1: <laughs> Number three for you. Yeah. Um, so he saw your post, he responded to it,
2: and now you're going to get to talk to him. Well, I, we're going to talk to him Wednesday. That should be cool. cool. Uh, you know, I, I love Alabama. talking about the guys that are, yeah, you know, that I look at and go, damn, this is a good player. Why is nobody giving this guy the credit he deserves? We're going to talk about one or two of those today when we talk edge rushers here in a minute. Yes. But he's probably sitting there going, wait, Well, okay, wait, I went to Alabama, I had to sit behind all these great players, I finally get out there, and nobody catches freaking balls on me the whole year, I blanket everybody, we go to the national championship game. I run a 4-3 at the Combine. Why isn't my name involved in some of these conversations? I'm sure that's how he's looking at it a little bit, and I'm with him. I don't understand why his name's not getting thrown around a little bit more as well. So I look forward to that, that interview with him. All
1: your interviews you do are are so good. It's like you're instant friends with all these guys. You do a great job with them. Thank you. You do a great job at evaluating all these players that you've been doing in your office at home for the last two months probably. And so it's interesting you're talking about a corner right there so important in today's NFL, yeah. in this passing league now. Mm-hmm. I was kind of curious, because today we're going to do your top five edge rushers, which you think is a very good group. We'll get your thoughts on how deep the group may be yep. and the top-end talent here. But just right off the bat, what's more important now in the NFL? Is it more important to have those blanket coverage corners or those edge guys that can put a little pressure on the quarterback?
2: I'd still go with the edge guys. You would? I would. I would. It's, it's, it's It's close. It is. But... Yeah, uh, the the edge guys just again, I think on a play by play basis are more involved in the football game, run game, pass game. Okay, yeah, they ran away from you, so what? You know, But so much of that has to also go into, wait, we're running away from him because he's good. We don't want to be with him. Wait, we're going to put a tight end over here to help him with the pass protection. Now the tight end can't get out in the pass route because we wanted to double him with the tackle and the tight end. So there's that. Oh, wait, the back doesn't get out as quickly. Right? So that's the effect that like we don't see with a great edge defender. It is the game planning things and the things that the, the quarterback and coach got to do to go, all right, let's try to limit the amount of, how much this guy fucks our game up you know conversation there so that, that's where it's really special let alone yes the plays that those guys can usually make are game changing whether hey sacks yes i mean the 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 numbers with a drive that has a sack of course the the uh, the the success rate drops way down. The turnovers you can cause over that. Of course, big moments of games, right? It's a passing league. It's late in the game. Teams are usually throwing the ball in those scenarios. It's not like, oh, we're going to run our ball all the way down the field here. They have a chance there to close games out that way. So that's where I would say, yes, I would edge on the edge defender. Especially, I just feel like so many great receivers, the offensive coordinators and play callers have become so good at creating ways to get guys open that, you know, even if you do have the top corner in football, when they have to play the really good offensive coordinators, they find ways to go, well, Jalen Ramsey, you're not going to be able to cover Debo Samuel here, man-to-man. We're going to put in a formation where – yeah, you're man to man, but now you got to back off eight yards because we're going to pick you, and you got to worry about that. And all these type of things. Right. So that's why I guess I would go that. Hopefully, that's a good explanation for you. What do you look for yeah. in these edge
1: guys? Right. Because you got speed, you yeah. got power, maybe right. flexibility. But is there something that that you look for that maybe makes you a little more unique as an evaluator of this position? I,
2: I don't think so. I, I don't think that. The, I, I mean, I think the guys that know this position look for the same things. First off, like we've talked about with some other positions, but I think this one you know as more is it's even more important is there's different ways to view this like wide receiver you know again some teams are going to go wait we need a strong side defense end the one that you know plays on the tight end side handle the run a little better other teams are going to go wait we need the weak side defense end the guy that can just rush the passer and have the short edge and not worry about you know stopping the run and doing all that You know, then you got the other teams that are going to look at it and go, well, we kind of want a 3 4 outside linebacker, a guy that can get into space and also drop, you know, rush the quarterback at times. And then you're going to have teams that are going to go, wait, we play 3 4 and we want this guy to be like, 4-3, 4-3, strong side defense end, three four two two gap against a big tackle, right? Like Emmanuel Ogba, who's a defensive end down in Miami, that's what he does, so it's not all the sacks, but there's a lot of physical dominance in all the other areas, right? Mm. So that's where, you know, it is a little the what your team needs, what your defensive scheme is, but I think at this position, there's a few things, like th- these are the freakiest people on the planet, as far as pure size and strength is concerned. We're talking about human beings, for the most part, or 250 plus can run like running backs and wide receivers, have the strength of people in offensive linemen and defensive linemen who are 360 pounds, probably even stronger than those guys in a lot of the weightlifting exercises they do. So it's that, and that's what you look for. It's the pure, raw explosiveness, the power. And then you start to go, all right, wait, is there some bend? Does he have some pass rush moves? You know, can he move side to side? You know? Can he win with speed? Can he win with power? Can you go speed then to power? And that's when you start to piece it together. But this is one where true physical traits certainly usually you know, last the test of time at this position. And just about every year, you see one of the top ones or two of the
1: top ones get to the top of the draft. You know, you've had the Chase Youngs, and you've had the uh, the Nick Bosa's. the you know, Joey Bosa. I mean, we just talk about how important these edge right. guys are, and they're always in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Right? And all the sacks that they get. Well, and
2: even last year should have been that way. We just had a weird year with COVID and Jalen Phillips, right? Who came from Miami, Jalen mm-hmm. Phillips. If he doesn't have the concussion protocols and there's some of that, he was a top five, top ten pick for sure uh so that that was last year was a little bit of a rare year that way but I think that was you know determined from some other you know circumstances uh that played into that but Phillips is the game when the year went on and if you watch Miami the last seven eight games of the year Phillips was in the backfield every play all the time and has already proven to be the best pass rusher in Miami and one of those guys they go watch out for in year two and, you know, th- those guys can take over games. They really can. Like we saw Aaron Donald, knows it's a D tackle. Mm-hmm. But still, getting after the quarterback, rushing the passer is the number one thing he does. Maybe we'll self scout thyself on, yeah. on
1: how you did last year. I don't think that's in here right now, but maybe if we have time. I think I did all right, though. let's say I remember for some of the group, yeah. If, if, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look sure. back if we have time at the end there. All right, this group right here, before we get into your number five. Yeah. Um, of all the positions you've seen so far yeah. and scouted so far, right. Is this the best the most talented
2: top five um yeah it's the most talented top five I think I will say that okay you know I think it's it's uh I really felt like this was a position where I went man, six seven deep to where you could go first round talent and that that's rare I think and then the guys after that were still like whoa a lot of Mid seconds, late seconds, third rounders has a chance to really be something, though. There's a ceiling that's kind of intriguing here with this guy. There's just a flaw, you know, or something you'd like to see get a little bit better. But I think overall, when I'm just looking at this, and I still got to do, you know, uh, D tackles and some O linemen here, I think I'd, I think your comment is safe to me. I mean, the wide receiver position I told you was very impressive. There's no doubt. So was corner. But I think when you take it all into account, top end talent, depth. A little bit of versatility as far as, you know, what's your cup of tea and what you like. Mm-hmm. This position had it all. All right. Let's yeah. get into it. You yeah. ready? Yeah, definitely. Your top five, maybe some surprises along the way. Well, yeah, you
1: there's... always do yeah, that. Yeah, you
2: know that. There is. There's going to be a surprise here. I, there's no question. And again, it's it's. I wasn't trying to make a surprise. That's, that's for sure. You in just, fact, mm. I made a surprise in my top five, as I told you before this, that it bothered me so much that I almost put the guy in the top five just because of... Outside circumstances, but I've got to stay true to my evaluation of what I see on the field, and that's where I, I stopped. So we'll left, get into that. Left shoulder was the angel that was like, I saw the tape. I just yeah, didn't like the exactly tape. Exactly right. The
1: right shoulder was the devil going, clickbait. What are you doing? Exactly. Well, that yeah, that's
2: what you're going to be called. Exactly. That's what it bothered me. It's going to be clickbait. It's going to be, you know, piling on a certain person, maybe. And, and, oh. and because there was piling on going already, I don't want to be a part of that. And but that's where it's going to be tough, and we'll get into that. That's a, What they call a tease? Ahmed. That's a tease. tease. That's a deep tease. Good. Deep tease. At the top of the rankings here, uh, we'll start with number five, and yeah. this one might
1: be a surprise too, because I, I usually at number five you do like to, you know, highlight a player that uh, maybe I, I don't know you. Do, you always do this, but a player that might be not getting all the love, and he's not in a lot of people's top five, right. but he's in your top
2: five. He is in my top five. I think you know his name is probably starting to. get get around a little bit more in these conversations, and I can see why. And that's Nick Bonito. Nick Bonito. From Oklahoma. That's right. OU. The team that owned me in college, and thank God Nick Bonito was not coming after me in college. <laughs> um, this arguably, I'm um, in here to we'll just start off with the banner statement. He's 6'3, 248. He's a phenomenal athlete. I mean, phenomenal. And I would say, out of all these guys, and maybe out of everybody out of the edge prospects, was the best in space edge defender of all, everybody. Also, Maybe the most naturally gifted pass rusher of the whole group as well, all right? So there's some things here to look at to where you go, wow, all right? Great body, great pair of legs. You know I love that, okay? The athleticism, like I said, the real deal, not only, you know, just straight-ahead explosion off the ball, but where this guy's a little different is the side-to-side movements, you know, and... What I found interesting, and we're going to get into this as we go, a lot of guys in this draft, for whatever reason, that could that win with quickness. And people might go, what do you mean with quickness? Well, I mean, I know we can go with speed around the corner and get there. Or the old power move, and I'm just going to jam my head into the guy's je- chest and push him back. But... The ability to get guys a little bit like, wait, is he going to go inside or is he going to go outside? And they have like almost like receiver ability to be like, blah, 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 like they're going to break either way. And they get a guy leaning and they go the other way. And it's unbelievable. I mean, Benito was very special that way. Let alone, I would argue that his first step was up there with anybody in the draft coming off the football. And then the most natural bend in the draft as a pass rusher. And again, the bend, the ability to, I'm coming at you, right? Here we go. Boom. I'm coming coming at you and and all of a sudden go, huh, like this around the edge of the, the offensive tackle to where he's blocking you and all of a sudden he makes this quick move and gets around and they can't get there and move their feet enough to block him and now he turns the corner and gets a sack or a strip sack. Is that flexibility and Flexibility balance? and pure power in power. your ass and legs and that's why you gotta look at that part of the body for these kind of guys, yes. Because again, he's 248, he's 6'3". Mm-hmm. He's be playing men that are much bigger than him. 70, 80 pounds bigger. Sometimes 100 pounds bigger. You gotta have a special attribute about you to be able to handle you know that type of size difference and that's where he is legs are real powers real down there now he's not as powerful as some of the top guys we're going to talk about as we go on here like I said he's a little bit more of a speed space guy sometimes he wins with just his quickness wait you're going to block me wait I'm just going to make you miss and then I'm going to run behind you and get the, the ball carrier in the backfield he's really good with that open field tackling phenomenal All right, so everything, and then when I talk about the strength and power, it's not like I was like, "Oh man, this guy gets killed." He just—he's not the guy you're going to look at to go. He's going to dominate great run-blocking tight ends all the time, or you know, you know, he'll be fine all game long against an offensive tackle in the run game. No, he's going to lose some here and there, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like it's like, "Oh no." You know, against college players, he very rarely gets physically moved or loses a battle. He can set the edge. He can get off blockers. He's not as good in that department as some of the guys we're going to talk about here in a minute. Right. But damn, he's a good football player. And, um, like, no question a first-rounder for me. I mean, no question. the so number five is already a first-rounder. No doubt about it. The, not, the, the athlete... And the pass rusher combined, and then the player who's got some natural instincts to him, and then there's some versatility here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not this is a true weak side four three defense end, right? Mm-hmm. Just get out wide and fly after the quarterback. Yannick and Robert Mathis, right? Jerry Hughes. He's that kind of guy. Even I wrote Hassan Reddick, right? Because that's Hassan Reddick, the measurables are very the same. You know who else he? where I want to go to where he could be? I wrote Michael Parsons down, too, because he stands up and plays stand-up linebacker Ooh. a lot. And he's very good, like I talk about, in pursuit of a football, you know, having a nose for, oh, wait, they ran the ball. They're asking me to be the quarterback spy, right? And they ran it. And he he breaks down and makes tackles like a linebacker. So he's very much along those lines to where I go, can you play him at linebacker and then Michael Parsons third down, put him at defense end? You know, Hassan Reddick does some of that too. But either way, I was really impressed with the athlete all around, the explosiveness, mm. can really stuck his fo- foot in the ground coming around the corner as a pass rusher. And like I said, maybe the most natural pass rusher
1: of the whole draft. So Nick Benito, getting some love from you here. Yeah, he's got that athletic ability. But you've already mentioned the elephant in the room here, and it's his size. Right. And mock draftable, I think, has all the measurables right here if you're watching on Peacock or on YouTube. And so all the quickness things, the vertical jump, the athletic ability, yeah. boom, off the charts. That's right. All the height, weight. You know, wingspan, arm length, hand size—all in like the ten to fifteen to twenty yeah. percent range. And right. so, the fear—and and you've already mentioned it—is yeah. that is that it was passable in college, right? But yet he'll be dominated and he'll be exposed in the NFL. Right. But right. you don't you don't see. That. I
2: don't say I saw nobody dominate him. Period in college, right. and he still got to play against some NFL offensive tackle yep. type of players. And right? he Played well against Texas. Exactly. No doubt You're about it. Horns. No doubt about it. Right, so there's plenty to go there to go. Wait a minute, he's never going to be physically overmatched. And you know, I, I when I'm watching these guys, uh, I have some things pulled up about what other people have said about them yeah. and all that. You know, there's concerns about him setting the edge and stuff like that in the running game. I want to go whenever he was in a defense that wanted him to set the edge, he sets it. See, where people misevaluate sometimes is sometimes on the snap he's told to shoot an inside gap. And then he gets blocked down and people think well he didn't set the edge in the run game they ran outside him well, and I want to go hey dumb fuck he was supposed to shoot inside there mm-hmm. that was his job he can't go shoot inside and set the edge if he can he needs to be picked first pick of the draft all right so that's where you know I think there was a little bit of over evaluating of that as I looked in because there's so many of these plays where I went wait I, it's second game I'm watching anytime he was asked to set the edge he set it he didn't never, never lost a battle there so yes but this is yeah, he's a different guy. Again, this is not the guy you want, you know, head up on uh one of the best tackles in football on a third and short and go, we got to yeah, you got to stop this guy and make the play in the run game. Yeah, if you're looking for a three down guy, he might not be your cup of tea. He's cake. he's your he is going to be he's made for like Seattle's scheme. You know, Jets, you know, those the Jets, the 49ers, you know those teams, the, the Colts even, yeah. you know the the Cowboys. That's Michael. You know again the guys that go, wait, we're we're into speed and shooting gaps, and we're just going to put you out here wide. And that's why I said Yannick and You know Robert Mathis, Jerry Hughes. Those are the guys. Those they have the similar. He's bigger than Yannick and is coming out. So. Yeah, That's the kind of player is. It's a speed space player with a little difference as far as they're concerned, those guys, and the versatility of being a stand-up linebacker. And That's why I said the Michael Parsons or you remember Bruce Irvin from back in the day, yeah. right? Similar to that too. I could see this guy kind of having a
1: similar role like that. That's interesting. You know, it's like he might not be the cup of tea for everyone. He can't do everything, but do you have enough usable skills and elite skills to make you very useful to a lot of teams out there? Yeah,
2: he does. He does. No question. It, it's He's uh, too good of an athlete. He's too good of a natural pass rusher, and to me, that's where I do think he's goes somewhere. You know, towards the, the the later part of the first round. Nick Benito out of
1: Oklahoma, yeah, your number five edge rusher. You've already said number five is in the first round, so all these guys are in the first round. I think so. Would you even go maybe to say I six, be and six, six and seven? seven? could be too. Oh, so you think maybe?
2: I think it could be one of those years. It could f- be. That's where this draft, as I start to go through here, and like I said, I. I got to get to offensive tackles, but man, I mean, the offensive tackle list seems like it never ends either.
1: Do we have our friends over at points bet on the over-under on on first rounders and uh, off the edge? We'll have to get to that a little bit later on, but now it's time to get to number four. Yeah,
2: Number four edge rusher. George Karlaftis from Purdue. All right, you're big, saying that right too. I did. I said it right. Okay, I, I got so. a little experience with like the Greek names growing up in New York Jersey. I think that's a Greek name, Carlaptis. So George, so he's been ridiculed a little bit. Right, George is right. such a, a lame name. Yeah, the name Carlaptis. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: is like that's awesome. Right, like uh, like uh, Yeah, right. Yeah, like, Damolatus, Right, right. it's like Demolitus. And then Pete. Although I like the name Pete, I think it's making a comeback right now. Right. Carlaptus. Before we get into all the things that George does well. Well, we got to make sure we are getting the name right, yeah. right? And so right. I think he was talking about this. What, where was this, Pete? He was talking on a podcast recently over at Barstool Sports. And so we got a, a got a, uh, a George talking about his name. So let's get this right. So he kept
2: his Greek name, right? So my Greek name is Yodomos. Dude, it's not George. Like in, in Greece, like if I were to talk Greek to you right now, it would be Yash Like, hey, hey, George, right? Yanni in Greek is Yanni. Yannis, so just right. So his American name, English name, if you translate Yannis, it'd be John. Like John doesn't, you know, it's not super cool. John Karloftis, it, you know, that would be and, it, and it's easy to say too. So Yorvos is not super easy to say. Yannis pretty easy to
1: say, right? So that's his younger brother, Yannis, who's also a defender at Purdue, and so they're keeping it on the family there in West Lafayette. Uh, they moved from Athens, Greece, not that long ago. Man, Greek uh, gods, literally over here. Started playing football in the eighth grade, George, so I guess his real name's not George, but we're going to go with George because we can say that better. Yeah, right. All that aside, yeah,
2: seems like a good dude. Great dude. Fucking awesome football player. Sorry with the F word, but I had to go. Just, wow. Yeah, why would you apologize I don't for know that? why I apologize either. Fuck you. I'll do it again. <laughs> All right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, like, just, this guy's a football player. I mean, it's just, again, disruptive. It's all about short area, quicks, explosion, and just creating chaos. As a pure pass rusher, it was better than I expected. When I just saw some of the measurables and things and the body type, I went, I don't know. But then, I mean, first off, I'll just say this. The twitch And some of the quickness, it pops right away. Just right away. You turn on the film and you see him, wait, it's a run play. The way he got off the ball and threw somebody down to the ground to make the tag. You go, holy crap. Like that was, he did that in a hurry. He did it violently. And he did it easy. Like that's where he jumps off. And then you start to watch and you go, well, damn. I mean, he holds his own against everybody. He gets off a box against everybody. He's got an explosive first step and some good hands to go along with it. In the pass rush has a little bit of a power rush move. You know, he doesn't have great speed as a pure speed pass rusher. He's got a great first step. He doesn't necessarily have steps two, three, and four to sometimes turn the corner. Sure. Like some of these other guys, like Nick Bonito, who we just talked about. He could do that. But it's still good speed around the corner. But I think the really the thing that's like more impressive to him with anything is just how he gets off blocks, how disruptive he is. He can shoot gaps. He can win with power rushing the passer and has this thing where I I never wrote this down in years past and I write it down with maybe four of the five guys this year in the top five. You know, you always hear me say speed to power, right? The old speed. He's going around the edge to win with speed and then realizes, wait, I'm not going to be able to get around, so now I'm going to put my foot in the ground and take that tackle and drive him to the quarterback, right? That's speed to power. These guys have quicks to power, which hmm. is really, like, weird. Like, i I never wrote it down so many times as I did this year. And what I mean by that is, so they have such great ability to shake and then shoot a gap. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake and get you to lean in one way and go around you on the outside. I'm going to shake and get you to lean in one way and then shoot on the inside. And they get you off balance that way to where it becomes a real thing. And just like a great speed rusher, when they start getting beat by speed, the tackle, oh gosh, i got to get back there. And because they're worried about the speed, they lose their ability to anchor against the power, right? right. This guy does the same thing. But through the quickness thing where he gets you leaning and, oh, no, he's about to make this move on me. And all of a sudden he just goes, boom, and he hits you with his hands and his chest and your chest. And they push people back that way. So it's quicks to power. The shake ability. He wants to go with
1: shimmy to power. Yeah, shimmy to power. I I like that too.
2: Shimmy to power, shake to power, quicks to power, whatever. I was trying to think of like a a cool phrase that could maybe catch on. Shake and bake to power? Shake and bake to power. Because (laughs) it really is. The guy is really impressive at the point of attack. Is there anyone in the NFL who has that quick to power? Like who who do we who do we see in the NFL I, who does it's, that? It's, it's, it's I rare, know. you think? It's it's, it's it's yeah, that's a good you know that's a good question. I should have come up with some. No, so, that's interesting. If it is that rare, it, it. could it is, create some problems for some offensive linemen it who have seen that is. ability. Like T.J. Watt can do that a little bit. T.J. Watt has got very good short area quickness to where he can get you. Oh, wait, he's going inside, he's outside. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're winning, you're bracing for one of those moves and he hits you in the chest. So there's one right off the bat that I would go, oh, that popped in my head right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it a little bit from our man uh, Micah Parsons this year. He can do that as well. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else out here. Uh, those are the ones that jump out to me the most as far as just that quicks to power. But really, I think the thing that's more impressive than anything is the way he can shoot off the ball and get his hands on blockers, whether that's a tight end or a tackle, and dominate them in that aspect. And here you see, if you're watching on Utah, YouTube, you could see the body's real. I mean, this is a guy that's 6'4", 266, and he's ripped. He's cut. It's, it's Greek goddish. It really is. He's got ass and legs to go with it. So, you know, there's not a lot to not like about the kid he is bendable and pliable like you see in these drills. And what? I, what? Why, why does that matter? Well, hey, being able to bend around the edge like we talked about, he's pretty good in that department, even yeah. though I just said his speed isn't top notch. But the other thing is like, you know, getting blocked and – oh, wait, the guy's kind of got me and I'm bent in this awkward position and uh, I'm going to still throw you to the ground even though you kind of had me. I'm throwing you to the ground and I got off the block and I made the tackle and throws his body around that way. That's what I loved. Uh, And I just thought this was a really good all-around football player who has better pass rush ability than I expected. And he's got incredible power and strength as far as pushing offensive tackles, guards around, and then, like I said, his short area explosiveness I think is really special. The guy I kind of looked at him, and it was a guy from his old school. I wrote, this guy's a better version of Ryan Kerrigan to me coming out of the, the draft. Mm-hmm. He's he's a more, maybe not quite the gifted pass rusher, but I think a better player and a more disruptive player than Kerrigan was 10 years ago or so. There's a
1: lot of projection with Carl uh, yeah. leftus, Not in a bad way, in a good way. It's like he, he as I said before, he started playing football in the 8th grade, moved over from Athens, Greece. When you call him a Greek guy, he quite literally almost almost is. Um, pro Football Focus said, "quote He can legitimately line up inside. full time. That's
2: a, he definitely can. Like, so he he could be he he. Th- this is where he'll be able to do it at times in college. I mean, in the NFL, it's not going to be a thing you're going to want regularly. Mm-hmm. But I like, think a third down, if you wanted to put him inside on a guard." He definitely can. And if you were like, Oh, wait, well if they run the quarter or the running back or quarterback draw, we're gonna be screwed. I'm gonna go, No, you're not. He's good enough to hold his own, you know, a few plays a game on a guard and a run play or whatever else. But that that's the kind of strength we're talking about. I didn't mean to cut you off, no. continue to go on if there's no. anything. And else he just turned twenty
1: one this past week and so jeez, He's young. So 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 why is he not higher? What what were the red flags? Pass rush?
2: I mean, I maybe I mean I could only thing I could think of is maybe that people don't love the pass rush. Yeah. There's not enough length, maybe, in the arms, but I don't look at it that way. I, I, I don't really know. One I don't thing know. That, one thing that Where do you scout, see people putting him at? And, so and let that. me read a couple of things, yeah. the cons cool. here on, on yeah.
1: George. Um, one was said that uh, he struggled to prevent being widened by Ohio State tackles. Movements tend to be a bit segmented. Mm. Running backs are able to dart through his gaps. Did you see
2: any of that? That's some of the stuff from NFL.com. Mm. Gosh, I really didn't. I did not. I did not. You know. I came away really quite impressed with the Ohio sure. State game. I can't think of plays where I go, Ooh, you know, um I never saw any play or anything where I went, Oh, he's being physically overmatched That's or he can't handle this. Never. Yeah. I'm big into that. You know that. I'm big into okay, does he win a lot of plays? And how many does he lose? This is a guy that doesn't really lose plays. Benito, who we talked about a little before Makes a lot of plays, creates some plays, but because of the size, there are some plays every now and then where yeah he loses it, like right the tight end is just bigger than him and gets a hold of him and moves yeah. him back three or four yards. I never saw that with this guy, like never. And you know the thing that I love more than anything, and again I think where we're getting into here too, again is what was the player asked to do? I, I would go back and I want to be in my mind go to the Ohio State game and go man, anytime they got outside of him, he was supposed to go inside. It wasn't like a guy that was like, you know, being pushed down and blocked down like, oh, no, I'm stuck. I can't get off it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things I love about him more than anything is just he can get off blocks as good as anybody in the draft. He can, he can make blockers miss, too. You know, he's got, again, that short area explosiveness and quicks to sidestep a guy and then still get back right in the gap behind the guy that was trying to block him and make the tackle that way.
1: So you like him a lot. And I like so him a lot. this makes sense that you think this is a really good group, maybe the best you've yeah. seen so far. What do you, you think like, people are, like, marking him at? Where I, is no, he? I don't know. I, yeah. I think maybe it's the same thing as you. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are high on, on him, but there are a lot of really good edge rushers in this class. Yeah. And so you just like other people a little bit more. I mean, he's number four for you. Yeah. Um, even though you like a
2: lot of things about him. I really do. And a lot of things about him, you know, the the three we're going to talk about in front of him are really freaking good. So where is where Where do you think he goes and do a draft? Where should he go? Gosh, I mean, I I, I think I I wrote he's somewhere around 20. That's what I ended up writing down. I kind of looked at him as like he could go 18, 19, 20, you know, maybe a little after. Maybe I need to pull off the draft order a little bit here just to look at this a little. But I wouldn't be shocked as as far as if that's where it went for him. Uh, I wouldn't. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think here. You know, again, let's see. Houston's got no edge rushers. I don't know if he's a Lovey Smith guy. Okay, Baltimore, he would be that kind of guy for them. Outside, linebacker.
1: Where does Baltimore pick?
2: They're at 14. Z'Darrius Smith. Ish kind of guy, Matthew Don, just big, physical, strong guy on the edge. is violent, right? You know, Philadelphia Eagles. There's a there's a need for some edge defender there in Philly of them um, just free agency. There's nothing there that they did special. So I don't know. There's a few teams that are just in that range alone uh, that you look at that could use them. Um, so I, I don't know. But again, I, I think he's a really good football player and. I think he's, again, another guy that goes. would go, stats don't really say it with him. Sure. It's, it's the amount of plays that he gets involved in and around the football and creates problem that I thought were very impressive.
1: So you like him a lot mid-first round pick, you think, for George, George Calaptis. George Or Yolo. Yolo? Yolo? Is that what it was? You only live once.
0: Yorgo. Yorgo. Yeah, Pete.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> we go, Pete. We ran that Pete's whole thing. You those. don't even remember
0: it. Around any corner, within every battle, Uh
1: okay, so that's number four. So that means your top three, you think, are solidly in the top fifteen, a hundred percent. And there, there have been a couple of players who have been talked about as possible number one picks. So that's maybe not a surprise for them. But right now, into your top three, your number three edge rusher in the class of twenty twenty
2: two, Jermaine Johnson the second from Florida State. I mean, may, maybe my favorite body of everybody. This is like he has your Khalil Mack, Lawrence Taylor traditional edge guy look right when he just stands there or puts the hand down you just go man I don't know but he just fucking looks good I don't know what it is I mean he was one of those guys as soon as you turn on the film you went wow looks the part now let's see what it looks like you know when you turn it on he's a dude 6'5
1: 254 didn't qualify for college out of high school you may have seen him on Last Chance U. Do you ever watch that on, on Netflix? I've heard of it. He was no. on that. Really? Jermaine Johnson was on that, then ended up going to Georgia. Didn't play much at Georgia, so they didn't see it. They didn't see that body and go, wow, get him out there. Had to go to Florida State and finally got his chance.
2: Yeah, well, you know, hey, we've seen in college football. It's, Georgia's got some guys that have some bodies like that, that's too. So that's like, ah. true. And, you know, again, this is where it goes into Georgia probably likes a guy that's even naturally bigger like a bigger human being, they might ask their guys a two-gap to where, again, he might have been good, but maybe not as good at some of those things as maybe they wanted, whatever. But like right off the bat, at 254, the first thing I wrote down, like the incredible play strength, incredible play strength. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. At 254, tackles tight ends. It's domination. He dominates tackles. There's no way you can expect a tight end to block him. So that would be the first thing I would tell you. And then as far as like the pure spat, uh, speed and pass rusher, to me, you know, he would be a- after Nick Benito, the next guy where I go, oh, you talk about getting around the edge with bend, you know, and then... You know the this or just win with their pure speed around the edge. Jermaine Johnson and Nick Bonito are going to lead the the class in that department, in my mm. opinion, just from that pure speed pass rusher department. But this guy's a really good freaking football player, like everything else too, and that's where he separates himself from maybe a Bonito and then like Carlafis. He has all the stuff Karlaftis does, except he's a better pure pass rusher. Now, that's where I came away. I, I was expected to see a guy that says off the edge, great pass rusher. But what I was more impressed with than anything is just, again, I think how violent he is in the short areas, you know, the way he can just get off the ball and crush a blocker right off the ball and then just relentless and reckless. And you know that. I love that. I love reckless. This is a freaky position. you got to be a freak of nature and a crazy mofo. And he's the kind of guy that – you know, these are the type of things I look for. I mean, get off a block. Wait, there's a running back running at me, you know, to my right, full speed with his head down. Screw it. I'll throw my body out there in front of him. Stop him right there. You know, there's a lot of that to where I just go, "Wait, what a man, what a play, what a football player. So that's what I loved about him. And, you know, even 6'5", 254, the ability to lock out, right, and then disengage, I thought I wrote, and I want to see where it, his eyes in the backfield to me were as good uh, as as you know the top guys in the draft or anybody in this draft. And what I mean by that is, you know, set hut, the ball snap, the guys block him, he's holding it out. And he knows exactly where the ball is. He's not just into the guy blocking him like, oh, I got to beat you. Oh, wait, the ball ran by me? He is very aware as he's holding his ground and pushing the guy or holding his ground to go, oh, wait, the runner's coming here. Oh, let me get him set up to get there. Oh, wait, no, he went the other way. Let me throw the guy back over and get him that way. Yeah. He never loses sight of the ball, whether it's a run play or a pass rush. It's very important in the, in the sport in general to, if you're going to play some of the defenses NFLs are playing right now. Yeah, mentioned he's kind
1: of a late bloomer, didn't really play play a ton until he got to Florida State but when he got to Florida State he played a lot he yes. played about uh, all game average 61 snaps per game according to pro football focus and so you, you do think about that a little bit in this game of football violent game of football yeah. you know he hasn't played a ton in game action yeah. in his college career he is 23 years old I don't know if that factors factors in at all on some I, I think guys. with
2: a guy like this when you see like Okay, the production, which you know I'm always like, okay, yeah, that's a little bit overrated. But you see produc- production, disruption, mm-hmm. and then you start to go, whoa, wait, Andy's only played like this? And I don't come away going, oh, there's only one area of his game that I have an issue with? Again, you make my top five for the most part. You better be winning a lot of battles and almost never lose a battle. And those are important to me. And that's where he doesn't lose battles that way. He doesn't. Um, but no, I think like to your point and your question, I think that for a guy like that, kind of, that's a kind of a positive. To yeah. go, wait, he's doing that and he really hasn't played that much and mm-hmm. hasn't been coached to do some of the things. And one of the last things I wrote down to your point here, and I think this is a perfect point to add, it is as the year goes on, what I like to see is you started to see a variety of pass rush moves. You know, it started to become a little bit more. Oh, here's a spin move. Oh, here's a you know, punch it and rip them down and go around the edge. And I started to go because early in the year it was just like I'm going to win with speed or I'm going to fake the speed and come underneath and do it that way, right? right? And it just you start to go, Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And again, you're seeing it against the Boston Colleges of the world, great offensive lines, the Clemsons of the world, the Notre Dame's of the world, where I go. These are NFL offensive linemen he's going against, and he's given them issues. Huge fan of this guy. He is a TJ Watt, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn type of football player, in wow. my opinion. That's what I look at him as. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. Uh, he's he, a top ten pick, in my opinion. He's a top ten pick. And I know
1: at the at the Senior Bowl, I believe, or or somewhere late, where right. he he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and people really liked him. Um, the, the, the Senior Bowl, I think you're was right. Was it the, the senior, senior Bowl? bowl. Yep. Yeah, it was the Senior Bowl. And I haven't even awesome watched those there. clips. I need to you watch because people that. always said they were really so – he's would, impressive there. I right. like him even more right. after that. There's, the hesitation was that he didn't do it a ton in college. But like you said, he was playing behind some guys at, at Georgia. And that is the funny thing about – you know, underdeveloped or, like you mentioned, didn't, kids have, didn't have a whole lot of moves. Right. In this draft process, sometimes that's to the player's benefit, right? I mean, you're like, oh, I can is. teach him that. I can teach him right. that. It's exactly like if you have right. a refined pro- product, right. you're like, oh, there's not a whole lot I can do with this guy. Definitely. But every coach looks at that and be like, oh, I can teach him that. There, there's
2: definitely that. I can mold him. I can make him into the, ooh, I, I this guy's good already. I give him these two moves, watch yeah. out. So there's some of that with Jermaine Johnson. There definitely is some of that. And, you know, we'll get into Georgia and what they want their defense to ends to do here in a minute. Okay? I mean, yeah, just spoiler alert, well, right? Somebody from Georgia is coming up soon. Why don't we do it right I now? I mean, I will. But I'm going to oh, just end with this okay. guy just one more time. I just want to make sure there was nothing else I missed there because you were going to make a point. But, okay, here's your to your point here. 3-4 outside linebacker, mm-hmm. no doubt, can do that. Now, what does
1: a 3-4 outside linebacker need to
2: do? 3-4 outside linebacker is going to be, you know – you're going to have your three down linemen in the three, you know, three four, right? Your three yep. linemen. You got a nose tackle, and then you're going to have two bigger Eric Armstead. You know, DeForest Buckner type of guys that are your defensive ends. They're like hybrids, defensive ends, defensive tackles. They're more tackles than they are ends. A little bit, yeah. right? They're like athletic big men who can kind of do both. We can put you on the edge. You're not the fastest, you know, but you're really powerful for out there. Right. We can put you on the inside and you're punny powerful to handle, you know, this, but maybe don't have the best anchor when double teams or stuff like that. But yes, it's those kind of guys that would be head up on a tackle, and now you got the outside linebackers out them, outside of them, right? So. You know, if it's the tight they're gonna be on the outside shoulder of the tight end. If it's the weak side, they'll be, you know, with nobody basically on them and have a free edge, right? So that's the three four outside linebacker. He's gonna be phenomenal at that. He's amazing in space, you know, tackling, running people down, gonna be able to drop back into pass coverage. You know, that's what this is TJ Watt. That's what he does for Pittsburgh. And then it's oh wait, you know, they're getting into a passing formation, put your hand down and we need you at defense end. Right, weak side, rush the passer, go get him. That's what he is. So it's three, four outside linebacker or weak side. Again, get wide, go get the quarterback. And that's why I said like the Jets. The Jets at ten, they need a pass rusher. Jermaine Johnson the second to me would fit like you know a Nick Bosa ish type of presence that they want coming off the edge to be a real force rushing the passer.
1: Strong group. We're already talking top ten. Yeah, with your number three edge rusher in this class. Played at Georgia, didn't play a whole
2: lot, because you mentioned there are some dudes at Georgia. They're pretty good. Yes, they are. And the one we're going to go to right now is Trayvon Walker, who is a dude that is pretty good. Your number two edge rusher out of Georgia. Wow. Maybe the freakiest guy of all. He's the freakiest guy of all these guys. The, 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 let's just start there. It's the freakiest guy of everybody in the draft at the edge. There's There is incredible strength. You know, you know what you're going to get as a player. He's got the most versatility probably of any of the edge guys in this whole draft. And when they, you say that and you go, what do you mean, edge versatility? I mean, he's so athletic. You know, He's not going to do this. It, like 3-4 outside linebacker, he could do it. He could go, he could do it. I don't think that's where he's going to be. Strong side defense end in the 4-3, like with the tight end side. No problem. Weak side, rush the passer. Sure, no problem. You know, 3-4. Be a man-child like DeForest Buckner, like we were just talking about. Oh, okay, no problem. Oh, wait, it's third down, go to three technique and play defensive tackle now, like Aaron Donald, and be that. Okay, no problem. He, to me, has the most ability to do a lot of different things on the defensive side of the ball, which gives him value. And you get to see him do it just about every spot. So it's not like you're projecting that way. In fact, the thing you get to see him do the least is the thing he's getting drafted for at the at the highest spot for Because this guy is going in the top five of the draft. Kayvon, I mean, Tra- Trayvon Walker is going in the top five. I could have easily made him 1B to my 1A. Mm. He's that good. It's that close, all right? And the thing you don't get to see him do the most is just let him get out wide, put his hand to the ground, and go rush the passer. Because they don't do that. They don't do that. They do a little bit of what we've been talking about, and this is where the Jermaine Johnson thing plays. They want a little bit more of a, you know, size a bigger guy that sometimes might have to line up head up on the tackle. Or if they are outside, it's not like pass rushing, get way outside out there. It's like just barely get on the outside edge. Georgia asked their defensive alignment to hold the point of hold the hold their ground, hold the point of attack, right? Does that make a sense, Ahmed? Yep, yep. They're not allowed to just fly upfield and go. They're asked to get off the ball. Control the guy in front of you and don't let him fucking move you. And now let our awesome linebackers fill in the gaps behind that because we know you got that gap and the other first-round D-tackle's got that gap and the other first-round tackles got that gap and the third-round DN's got that gap. Yeah. So you guys hold those gaps down, and we might ask one of those two guys to go two gaps, and then we can get you know our awesome middle linebackers to do it so he doesn't get the free reign of just pin your ears back and fly and go get the guy like maybe some of these other guys do in the draft. Because
1: yeah, they're like, you're 272. You, right. can, you can do that. You Exactly. Can, you can manhandle these exactly. guys 20 pounds bigger than jermaine johnson who we just talked about uh do we have the measurables from trayvon walker because <laughs> i think that's when he started to really pop for a lot of people when he went uh, to the combine and did this whole thing if you're watching on peacock or or youtube from Jeez. mock draftable again so basically everything is green here, which means he's in the 80th to 70th to 90th percentile in everything. We're talking height, weight, wingspan, broad jump, three-cone drill, 40-yard dash. I mean, 98th percentile, 40-yard dash for a guy uh, his size and his position. So, yeah, his measurables are off the chart. Off the chart. Right? Did that show up? But like you said, it didn't show up on tape because he's not asked to do that. And there is a clip circulating out there on Twitter, of one of the defensive coaches for Georgia, he's like yeah. one of the big knocks on us is that we don't get enough sacks, we don't pressure the quarterback enough. And he goes, and I believe I, I agree with that. I think we might have to change a few things to speak to
2: what you were yeah. saying. They're not; a, his, they don't play that style. Why his production? Yeah. might be down. That's why you got to be careful with Georgia and Alabama defense alignment. You got to remember what they're being asked to do. Saban, Kirby Smart, they don't just go go. They just don't do that. It's a little bit more of a measured approach. It's like Bill Belichick up in New England. It's it's. They're they're kind of playing a defense to stop everything, not just do one thing a little bit. Here's and, my fear, though. Yeah, here's ahead. my fear. But you get to see everything. Uh, yes. So just so you know, there's not like oh I don't get to ever see any of this. You just want to see some of it more. You know, right. as far as the th- frequency of there are times the you see edge, him right. do what
1: you're saying here. exactly. I, but that the fear is yeah. that the Georgia coaches are not idiots, right? Right. I mean, it's like they they have their system, yes. But the fear is that some of the stuff he was not asked to do, they did not feel he could do. Because if it a guy that yeah. freaky that can do all that stuff right. and is so fast and that big, it's like you don't even need to be a college coach to identify that. Right. As it just let him I go. Know. You know, I know, so that would be the fear. Is that I hear what, the fear. What did they see or what are they really that bad? Did they really not see his ability? No or are I the think things that they fear.
2: I think it's I think it's more of no this is we 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 can be elite if we play defense this way. And we're special And we don't need to, you know, let a guy just be out here to, yes, maybe cause seven or eight plays a game that we go, wow. But also, there could be seven or eight plays because we're just letting them go way out there that they run a few plays to where the other offense goes, wow, on us and makes a big play. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're so good and so talented that way that that's just the style of play they're going to play, you know. But there's still plenty to piece together here to go oh, if you want to widen this guy out. I mean, his first step, it's it's phenomenal. When he explodes in a straight line, it's comical. I mean, whether he's running a quarterback down or a, a running back in the backfield, I mean, it's it looks weird because you're like, wait, this big guy is accelerating faster than the running back who's trying to run away from him. So that's what's amazing. And then, you know, Bend is good. It's not like I don't sit there and go, oh, wow, like it's not as good as Johnson or Nick Benito. It's funny you
1: mention that because yeah. one
2: of the one of the knocks on him is a limited bend. But. It's, it's not as, yeah, it's not a top notch bend that way. But where he makes up for it, of course, is incredible straight ahead explosion to where he can win around the corner just with pure speed because mm-hmm. step one and two and three are all fast. And then you go, oh, gosh, he's getting around. And then where he makes up for the lack of bend to, of course, his incredible power mm-hmm. to where he's the kind of guy that if he just goes full speed and goes, like, forget a move or anything, if he just runs into you and takes his arm, like, most everybody goes back. So he has that aspect. Yeah. So he's that, got, yeah,
1: he's got the power. Sorry to interrupt right, you, but yeah. he's got
2: the power. That, but he works a little bit higher. Perhaps. He works higher, a hundred percent. Which maybe in the NFL. Yeah. Well, might. yes. A defense end, though, you can get away with this. Yeah. And I would worry about it if I saw like issues with it in strength throughout the game. But you don't ever see. I mean, this guy he fucking annihilates everybody. Sure. All right, and that, that's right. And then to, to the the part of like your question of than Ben because it is there's there's not the great superstar Ben, but. His three cone. That's where, like if we could put this back up in his measurables pete if you get a chance, maybe it's too late. but 93rd percentile.: It's a 689 three cone. That's like elite-wide receiver. In fact, some of the elite receivers in the draft that we've talked about already did not run 689 and the three cone. That's fucking insane at 272 pounds. That's insane. So, even though he might not now, like, if you guys don't mind uh, just coming back to me on my solo or the two-shot. Jeez, you're directing the show now. Hey,
1: Kristen, you can take lunch. Just But even though
2: he might not be able to do this, right? We're talking about the bend. Yeah. He can, okay, be a little upright and be going so fast and put his foot in the ground and still go around the corner in a way to where it makes up for maybe that lack of bend that we're talking about. He's really a very fluid bendable athlete as a whole yeah. just as that pass rush yeah you don't get that traditional really low lean because he is a little bit more high cut you can't have it all right i mean yep you know, he can't have it all and that's maybe one area that he's missing just a little bit pete where was he being mocked before the combine like where was he was he i know he I, it, blew up oh, I, he blew up a, not only the combine but this is where to our classic case that we talk about a lot yeah. I promise you what happened with this kid as coaches started to finally watch. They started to go, No, these hey, hey, area scouts, these plays where you think he's not doing as good, he's doing exactly what he's told to do. It's just not sexy, but they want him just to hold the ground or mm-hmm. two gap like we talked about. And I think once that started to happen with the measurables and then the people that really count in the evaluation where the GMs and the higher ups start to get really in this, that's when you start to go, he's climbing up boards. And it's, no, it's just the people that really know what to look for are now going, whoa, this guy's got what we're looking for. Yeah, they now right. have time to watch the tape. Exactly. And when they do that, they go, this dude's yes. awesome. Exactly. Yeah, he
1: stepped up in the national championship game, had a career-high seven pressures in that game. He was phenomenal. PFF says he dropped into coverage 26 times That's in 2021. Mean. You see it all. Versatile. It's insane, bro. All right, so the question from Goodnuz 08. Is Trayvon Walker overhyped now? Has the love gone too far, or was he overlooked for a while? You just mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, as someone who isn't a scout, I don't know if I should get excited if the Giants get to draft him oh. or not. So yeah, let's talk about we, draft we position for this we guy. We should get excited. <laughs> let's talk about draft position, because there have been people that have said that the Lions should take him at number two. Would that be too high?
2: No. No way. It's it's, His guy has... He's not my number one, like I said. He's 1A or 1B, whatever you want to say. He has a higher ceiling than the guy that I got at 1. All right. He does. He's got more potential to be a greater player than that guy. All right. But there's no weakness, let alone the floor is extremely high with this guy, too. You, you're you not going to go wrong with him. Your, your thing here is just going to go wait, is he going to start for us for eight years? Or is he going to start for us for eight years and make five Pro Bowls and maybe like a few All Pro teams? That's really what it's going to come down to. And I'm betting on the second part of that because the length, the power, the speed, you know, like I talk about, like in the run game, the bendability, all of that, you know, taking on people, being in an awkward position, still getting them off them to make up tackle. He is probably the most violent guy in this draft as far as throwing his body around, tackling. You know, the change in direction for his size, like when you're talking about dropping into pass coverage or something, like, come on. You're like, are you serious moving like that? Really? And um, he, he's another guy just wrote the stats. Don't tell the story. He's very disruptive. And his potential is great. I mean, he could, he could be Miles Garrett. He could be Michael Bennett for the CLC Hawks back mm. in the day. There's a lot of different ways this can go, and he's the most strong and physically gifted of all these edge guys in the whole draft. That's what I'm going to say right there. So, again, this is to say, if my Giants take him in the top mm-hmm. ten, please sign me up. Yes, please, thank you. I'll you take it. You think he's good at number two? You think he's great at I, number ten? I, I, Yes, yes.
1: All right, yeah. so I think, Pete, have you been working furiously back there NFL Mock Draft Database dot com. Oh, yeah, here it is. So here is his mock draft ranking throughout time here. So you go back to January 5th. He was right around 30. So end of the first round, then kind of dropped out of the first round. And then for some reason, on March 6th, he went all the way down to like 45. What did he do? Did he have like a bad Instagram post or something like that? (laughs) That's funny. Character issues got out there. And then he shot up. Then you get the combine, which is funny. And then he is in the top 10, and he's been creeping up there. It looks like he's, like, number five right now in most yeah. mock drafts. Yeah, well, because I, I would think
2: Combine. See, what happens for a lot of these teams is they go to the Combine. The coaches have only seen a handful of plays of these guys, just so they have a little feel. Mm-hmm. And then Combine happens, and now it's time to go home and study these guys that we met at the Combine and – You've seen a few plays. And to me, that arc is exactly consistent with that of, oh, wait, we met the guy. Whoa, he's impressive. Whoa, the workout was impressive. I kind of like those few plays I saw before before we started the Combine. All right, so let's sit down and watch him. Holy shit, he has all that, and he's this guy on film? Oh, my gosh. Holy shit, shooting up the rankings, where every team was probably sitting there going, oh, nope, Southeast Scout has it wrong. His grade should not be a 6.1, blah, blah, blah. It should be a 6.9, a 6.8, something like that, and it should be up there with the top part of the draft. And I'm guessing that's probably what happened with this guy. This guy is definitely going in the top five. There's definite. Like, I would be shocked. Definite top ten, but yeah. I, would, I would probably bet definite top five, too. If he doesn't go in the top five, you will kiss my feet yes, on this I will. No, don't do that again. <laughs> don't do that again. We'll never do
1: that again. Oh, man. It's uncomfortable for you and me and everyone watching, but no. Um, man
2: strength right Trayvon here Walker, guy. man strength. Man strength.
1: So that leaves one. You got one left, and there are two guys that have been talked about as the number one pick a couple of times. Early in the year, that was Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, talked about, I think, kind of as the NFL season was starting, it's like, who's going
2: to be the number one pick? And, yeah, he was and the this name. edge
1: rusher from Oregon was often, often talked about. And then here recently, we're talking about Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan as what everyone thinks is going to be the number one pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. One of these guys is not in your top five, surprisingly, yeah. shockingly.
2: Right. You want to go there first? Or you want me to say who the number one rusher is first? Number, number one? one rusher is Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Okay? okay. There you go. Now, I mean, he's a really damn, damn good football player. Do we want me to get into the Kayvon Thibodeau stuff now or just Save go that. all Aiden? Let's do Aiden. I think right. we do Aiden. What do you think, Pete? Right. Aiden? Yeah. Let's do yeah, Aiden. let's do Aiden. Let's do Aiden. I mean, dude's a baller. I mean, first off, he's six seven. He's 260 and got a body because I met him at the Super Bowl where you go, oh, he's just going to get bigger and stronger. He's, he's just a little pup and he's still growing. You know, so it's, it's just going to continue to fill out. Mm-hmm. The first thing you see when you turn on the film is the twitchiness and the quickness of the athlete. That's the number one thing. So you see it and you go, whoa, that dude's big at the end of the line of scrimmage, standing up over there. And then you go, whoa, is he really that quick? I think that was the first thing that I came away with that I just went, wow. I mean, the, the side-to-side quickness whether it's the pass rush, to avoid a block, to break down, and, oh, wait, I shot through the C-gap, and now the running back's here, and it's me and him one-on-one. I mean, all of that is, like, phenomenal. I mean, for a guy that's 6'7", 260, you just don't see that a lot, right? I mean, this is like a – this is TJ Watt, but he's two inches taller. That's where it's rare. Then, like, then you get into the player himself, all right? Pass rushers really damn good. Doesn't have maybe the bend that we talk about that we love a little bit, like Trayvon Walker. It's six seven, but he's nine. six seven exactly. You know, it's it's long legged guys. And the other aspect of this is exactly what I just said about Trayvon Walker too. Here is look at his three cone drill. His three cone drill is six seven three. I mean, that's elite slot receiver three cone drill. That's like insanity. So Trayvon Walker had a three cone drill like an elite receiver, and then. Aiden Hutchinson said, No, I'll one up you with like Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, slot receiver quickness. So that's where he can get away with that, without that bend, because again, here's another guy who can just kind of stick his foot in the ground and really turn tight corners that way. So that's where he's good. But then you get into like phenomenal in the run game, Ahmed. Phenomenal. I mean, th- you can't put a tight end on him. It's it's over. Like, you, you, you really like you get to game five or six after watching you go, are they really going to put a tight end on this guy after the last fucking games I just watched? Like, come on, that's stupid. And he does the same thing to tackles. He's got as good uh, hands and ability to disengage in the run game as I've seen in a while. I mean, he's got that move down, too. They're coming at you, boom, he gets them on you, and it just throws him to the side and he makes a tackle. And he's he's in that wide base Cam Chancellor and he's just really good like that. Uh so that's where I was impressed. And then the hands are good in the pass rush too. You know, he's got good hands to get around the corner, stop a lineman from punching him in the chest and give himself a little edge around the edge there. So, you know, that's where uh the guy is a phenomenal football player. He's really a can't miss prospect like Trayvon Walker. And I will say, the pass rush, it was real good. Did I sit there and go, oh, wow, oh, oh my gosh, I'm drooling? No, I didn't. Where, where was it? Was it a lack of quickness, speed, I think, or I think, technique, like, the what? first step was good, but it's not like, wow. Yes. You know, the little bit of lack of a bend, you know, yeah, that takes away from it. But the football player, I kept going, wow, 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 you know, one after another. And then we get into that conversation a little like we talked about earlier he this is the king of quicks to power. He wins at in fact there was a time in the tape where I was just going, is he ever gonna win a pass rush just like the normal way? Or is he just gonna always shake somebody and make them miss and then shoot a you know shoot inside or outside? And then as it starts to go on, he starts to do what we talked about it before the quicks to power, the shake and bake to power, whatever you want to call it. Where he wins with quick so much that now they're bracing for it. And he sees them brace for it, and he goes, well, now I'm going to overpower you. And he pushes them back and wins a lot that way. And as the year went on, he got better with bend and stuff like that, too. So, I mean, again, this is I, I think a lot of these, these guys where we talked about are really good football players. This guy is phenomenal. He's elite quickness. He's an elite football player. Eyes in the backfield like we talked about with Jermaine Johnson and even Trayvon Walker. They had this too. I should have said that about him. But the ability always knows where the ball is, always knows where the quarterback is in the pocket. Oh, it's oh the running back's coming my way, and I'm, I'm kind of holding my guy and waiting, and oh, okay, he's going this way. Let me get him. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal that way.
1: He was able to set the single-season school sack record this past year. Uh, didn't have any sacks in 2020, but missed some time. Uh, Missed a lot of time when he broke his leg. Uh, 2019 was playing a little bit of a different spot. So the production was elite this year. Wasn't necessarily that beforehand. But, you know, part of the narrative on Aiden Hutchinson, a lot of people like him. A lot of people are mocking him in number one, number one overall.
2: Um, I would bet
1: that's where he goes. But here's here's the thing. The the narrative kind of out there on him right now is that he's awesome. He should go number one. He's great. He's big. He's fast. He's powerful. He'll be a pro bowler. He won't be an all-pro. He's going to be really good. He won't be one of the best edge rushers in the NFL.
2: I'm not ready to say that. You think he could? Like
1: If he... Yeah, maxes out, hits his peak potential. Yeah, we could be saying five years from now, Aiden Hutchinson is the best pass rusher in the Def- NFL.
2: Definitely, definitely. Do I see like the ability to be Alden Smith, right, early in his career, who had what thirty-nine sacks and thirty-nine games? Yeah. yeah, he can. He's tall, athletic as hell. You know, wish his arms were a little longer, but I, I, I think he has those capabilities. I do. Again, the 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 floor is extremely high, like we talked about. So there's no. You know, there's no bad side to this pick at all. And no, I'm not ready to agree with that statement. I'm not. You know, first off, too, with so many of these guys where I've been wrong about some of them before, like Daniil Hunter and that, you know, these length, taller guys, they just got to learn a few new tricks and things to do, too. And they haven't been taught that because it's just it's college football. It's not as nuanced that way. He's going to get around other good pass rushers and have more time to work on his craft. You know, And like I've always talked about, too, with the other added element of the other alpha males in your room and what you're expected to do, it just drives up the intensity and the detail and all that, too, to where I'd go, no, I'm, I'm not ready to agree with some of those sentiments that are out there that are like that. Not at all. Uh, I think he will go to Jacksonville, the number one pick. Yeah. I say this, and, and like I said, not that I think it's overwhelming. He deserves it. But I think you see, you know what he is. You see what he is on film. You know, with Trayvon Walker, we talked about there's a little bit of the projection aspect right. of, like, we don't get to see him be the outside guy all the time.
1: Lockdown cornerback yeah. says, uh, doesn't it seem like Walker has taken over the favorite for first overall? Think his potential is higher than Hutch, and he's more
2: versatile. Thoughts? So this is what you're talking That's about. That's what I was saying. Players, I agree so. with exactly what our guys saying there. Yeah, I think his his ceiling is higher in Georgia. I get that. You know, we got that, and the measurables are high. But it is still a little bit of like, wait, we didn't see him do this on a consistent basis. I've seen this guy do it all year long, whooping ass against Ohio State, really good in the Georgia game, too, even though they got their ass kicked as a team, right, to where I go, no, this this guy's got it all. He's got it all. And, I mean, you know that's what he's going to be. He's a, he's a strong side defense end, weak side defense end, and a four down front, whatever one you wanted to put him on. I don't think there's matters. You know, he's athletic enough. If you want him to be 3-4 outside linebacker, he could do some of that. But he's not as good in space as like Trayvon Walker or Jermaine Johnson II. But he does have a little bit more of an element maybe to be like that 5 technique. Where he could play head up on a tackle. And because he's so strong and so violent with his hands and his upper body strength, that he can hold up against those guys and not be overpowered by a three hundred and forty pound big, you know, NFL franchise left tackle.
1: So what you've seen so far, you think that Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker are the two most impactful football players in this draft?
2: I think so, yes. I think that's what I'm saying. Now again, I haven't got to the tackles yet, and I know they're good. Sounds like there's 32 of them that can go in the first round. I right. mean, <laughs> it sounds, but... Haven't got the kickers I, and punters. I, I, as I sit here, would think that they're going to go one and two. I okay. would. All Especially right. with those two teams who have real needs for it and the defensive schemes they play. One, this is why I'll say, I mean, Jacksonville... Um, um, damn, hold on, I got to look it up. I got to look it up, I got to look it up. Pull but up the teams. I am. Jag- I want Jaguars... Uh, defensive defensive staff they're they're here's the reason I wanted to say it, and I'm going to get to it Trent Balky's there all right yep Trent Balky one of his first picks was the 49ers was like Justin Smith from Missouri right just tough played good football player mm-hmm. culture guy going to make everybody play tough and then was awesome pro bowl player for a bunch of players yep I mean Aiden Hutchinson seems like he kind of Fits that. Let's change, you know, the culture a little bit and all that stuff into the equation. Oh, I, I, I do think I, so. I look at yeah. it. And yeah, and he used to work with Jim Harbaugh. I don't know that they always got along all look, the time,
1: but I'm right. sure he's talked called them. And sure, you're right. Harbaugh's right. been very complimentary. And,
2: and here's my point because I was getting to this and I blanked out exactly. Mike Caldwell, their new defense coordinator from from uh, Tampa Bay. Okay, I think they like they're gonna they like bigger defense ends. I think they're gonna be a long that line of thinking number two Detroit it's a Saints coaching staff who are their defense ends Cam Jordan Mm -hmm. right guys that are just not wide up wide and just rush the passer oh we need to stop the run we need to that's where Trayvon Walker to me he fits what they want to do too who's the Saints defense ends are Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport they're both bigger defense end types you know, can do, oh, Cam Jordan, we need you to play three technique. It's third down. We want you to play defensive tackle here. Sure. No problem. Five technique and a three-four scheme. Okay, no problem, right? That. that so those two things al- alone made me think it's going to be Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker,
1: one-two off the board. Pete notes that Bulky helped sign Justin Smith, did not draft him. Oh, so he'd okay, so it was in, helped sign him. already okay, been cool. in the league there.
2: Yep. Bengals okay. oh, Bengals then, draft yeah. Bengals him. Oh Bengals draft him. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Dave. You just like to point out when you're a little bit wrong. That's all something. good. I knew he ended up in San Francisco and Balky liked him. I knew that. I forgot about the Bengals drafting him. I played against, you know, Justin Smith in college. He was uh good and he was definitely fit the crazy white guy mold of like i hope he doesn't get me on the bottom of the tile pile because he might rip my ankle (laughs) off or something if (laughs) no one's watching i will be dead
1: right teats and watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever what's that mean it means never cutting corners ever it means cooking not processing it means our virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection then twice baked to layer the flavors it takes more time but you can taste the difference we come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Uh, okay, so that's your top five. I think we have one more look at it here. Aiden Hutchinson gets that number one spot. Trayvon Walker at two. Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State three. Uh, what is it? What's his first name again? George? Not. Yorgo, 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 Yorgo Uh Four out of Purdue and five Nick Benino out of Oklahoma. So, yep. if someone's looking at that graphic. You're going to tweet that out later on. Pete will tweet that out, and you will have 100 angry comments from the West Coast yep. and Oregon. Yeah. Because Kayvon Thibodeau is not included in your top five.
2: No. Um, I don't like. All right, there, there's. I actually feel bad for this guy a little bit. I do. Because he did not set this narrative of being the number one pick. To me, this is being classified under a Chris Sims staple of what people have heard me say before. Qu- unqualified people making qualified statements about where a guy should go. I feel like we're, like we're back to like Matt Barkley's the first pick of the draft conversation here. We're going to go, wait, let me turn on the film. What? No, he's not um, actually anywhere near the top 40 picks of the draft. What are we doing? Now, it's not that extravagant with on Thibodeau. I don't want to say that. But You know, you hear the rumors and things about him falling and all of that. I I did not expect to not have him in my top five. I texted producer Pete Demolitis and Matt Casey yesterday afternoon going, I was literally, as I was organizing it and going through my notes, going, Thibodeau's not making my top five. And I literally, to the point of feeling bad about the kid and the situation a little bit, was literally contemplating maybe I'll just make him number five to give him a little love. Because he's he's a first-round football player, but he's nowhere near a top-five or top-ten pick. Nowhere near it. I mean, there is major holes in his game. That's where I don't understand it. And, like, you know, again, I think it's – I don't know where the narrative started. I know he ended off that 2019 season or 2020 season on a pretty high note, so that jumped it off. Plus, he was the number one recruit in the country coming out of high school. So – you know, And then he's got the size and the look of a guy that looks like he could be a number one pick. And I, I feel like it just jumped off from there. Right. Well, now you're hearing. But
1: you're hearing people starting to say he's going to fall, right? Now you're hearing people saying he's going to fall. Yeah. And they're saying it's because of. Character issues, and you always are dubious of that around draft season. Like, what are the motivations here? What do you mean? Maybe it's just your impression. You know, it seems to be a very confident guy. Uh, Maybe he's rubbing some people the wrong way in some of these interviews. Sure, but but here's the thing. So that's why in a lot of places he's dropping because people are like, oh, he's got some character issues. You're not dropping him because of that at all. Like you didn't even you didn't even consider. You don't know the guy, so that wasn't even part of your evaluation. Definitely
2: not. I feel like the character issues and the things you're hearing because I hear like, oh, doesn't you know, motor's not great. Doesn't play hard all the time doesn't put himself on the line physically all those things see i think the character things came out after people started watching on film and started going wait i got some questions here and then you know i don't do i think he's helped himself with some of the things he said no maybe not not necessarily embrace the fact i mean he's he's He's, he's trying to say he's the number one best player in the draft he said things like that which is cool i get that people
1: have said that about you how would you not say that about yourself
2: and hey listen when you're there try to you know stoke the flames and keep the the good vibes and good the good press going that way. So here is uh, Pete's put in the rundown here, Thibodeau, a uh, quote from him
1: saying, the most ridiculous thing I've heard is that I'm not the best player in this draft. I really don't listen to anything else, but that to me, that's outrageous. With the film, with the numbers, what I can do as far as my ability, I have confidence in what I can do. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, other people have said he's the best, and now, like you said, maybe people are taking a second look at the tape and being like, ah, he's not the best, and well- he's trying to – defend his turf yeah yeah and it's it's a tough spot to be in here so what would you see that you didn't
2: like yeah well there's nothing elite about his game right that's the first thing i would say you know first off i don't like elite where i look at it to go i don't want to say that maybe i shouldn't say that elite compared to some of the guys that we've already talked about all right that's the first thing he
1: doesn't do things anything better than people you've already talked about.
2: definitely not Definitely not, and not one area. And again, this is a little bit like reverse, like uh, Trayvon Walker here thing. Where I want to go, I bet you if we look at the timeline, combine coaches looking at film is right exactly when we start to see. Oh, Kayvon Thibodeau might drop because they're also looking at all these. I, th- this, this there's no way you don't see this if you're watching on film. I'm sorry. All right, what you see? It just first off, not a great body, not a great body for that position. It's a little bit narrow-hipped and narrow-legged with square shoulders to where I go, you know, hey, you know, Jermaine Johnson and all of them, or even Trayvon Walker, who's a little higher cut, it's still thickness in the legs, skinny waist, and now go back out. Not, you know, just go back, and just go all the way down into like a skinny V all the way to your leg. So that, that scared me one, right off the bat. When I turned on the film, I just went, oh, his body's a little more stiff and upright than I thought it would be. But then, you know, there was nothing like physically that I came away with going, Wow. All right. Again, a lot of good. I understand that. But stiff around the edge as a pass rusher, I thought his first step was, you know, less than Hutchinson's and Hutchinson's didn't have a great first step. I wasn't like blown away by Hutchinson's you heard me just say that. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing there. Then you talk about like, you know, point of attack. What's he do there? He's not in the same classes like the top four guys as far as taking on blockers, throwing them, dominating a tight end, doing that. They're not in the same class as the top four. Now, Nick Benito, who I talked about, is a little more of a space guy, but has tremendous. Okay, yeah, they're they're similar that way. But again, I'm talking about, you know, we're holding a guy here to a top 10 pick kind of standard here from Mm -hmm. the way the narrative has been set out. You know, twitchiness was solid, but not great. The straight ahead burst, you know, again, was good, but not great as far as just pursuing and running down uh, running backs or anything that way. You know, so that, those are all things. Now, he's got some position versatility as far as the 3 4 and 4 3 defense end. He can do that, but he is a straight liner. And one on one tackling and space or change of direction was, was not just like, oh, it's good or it's a little better than good. It wasn't good, it was not good. Like, not just like, oh, wait, that's not good compared to the other two or three. It was like, no, it's not good. So that's where it's like, damn. And that's where I felt. I, I honestly, like, felt a little bit bad as I was watching it. He does not have the same effect on the game as some of the other guys do as far as, you know, this disruption or being around the ball or having a presence as far as just around the play, doing that stuff. You know, and then I think the la- the worst thing is, you know he does lose battles, like I talked about. You know that to me, I'm I'm big on that. You know, there's 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 plays in every game where you can see him get blocked downfield a little bit and go, well, that didn't happen to the other guys. You know, not not even Nick Benito all the time. But I think the thing that we're getting to here too, and that because I've heard people question his motor, or I don't look at it that way. I don't look at it and go, oh, the guy's not trying, or you know, he's soft or anything like that. He just doesn't play with the pedal to the metal and the recklessness the other guys do. The other guys just don't have a regard for their body. They don't care because they, they're Greek gods and they're just like screwing. All. They, they throw their bodies around everywhere. They're reckless with how they play, how they pursue the ball carrier, how they go after guys that are blocking them. That's it's just not the same with him, hmm. and that to me was maybe the most disappointing thing overall. Was just not reckless enough, not enough pedal to the metal, throw the body around. His overall physicality is disappointing. You know there is hesitation at times, and then you know I wrote pass rush. Hey, there, you know there's some good. I talked about it, though, stiff, not enough bend, not great explosion. And then I wrote that, you know, the sacks are not impressive ones. You know, he doesn't win with speed. He doesn't win with speed to power. You know, he does know how to use his hands a little bit. But I'm not coming away going with all his sacks that I watched going, oh, man, it's just one dominant thing after another. You know, it was quarterback held the ball a little. Quarterback broke the pocket. He tackled it, sacked him that way. There's difference in the context of how these sacks are obtained. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's where, you know, I came away with it, and I, you know, I just wrote, I mean, top 10, I, don't, I was like, I don't see top 10 talent here at all. This is the second guy I watched, so it wasn't like I had seen the other guys. I'd kind of seen a few plays of all of them, and then studied when Hutchinson won, Thibodeau too, right? So uh, there's not enough dominant play, not enough disruption, not just enough pure physical talent here to be a top 10 pick. And, you know, I just wrote one of the more overhyped guys I can remember wow. and I can see why he's falling. All right. We'll talk about where maybe he
1: would think he will go. But um, let me read you a couple quotes because NFL.com has some anonymous quotes from personnel directors and scouts on some of their, their ones. And yeah. PFF has a, has a quote on him, too. And I'm going to read you the one, and this is from a personnel director from an NFC team on Kayvon Thibodeau, saying, he's not fluid like Jadavian Clowney, but he has the same type of upside coming out. He's going to get better as a rusher. He might top out as a 10, 11 sack guy. I don't see him as a dude in that area. So seeing some things, but also saying that he has a lot of upside coming Mm. out. And
2: PFF said... Jadavion, just let me comment off of that. Let's go one at a time here. Jadavian Clowney was not the greatest edge pass rusher in the world but such a dominant physical freak. It was like everybody always goes to his last year in college and goes, well, he didn't have a lot of sex. Like He was so dominant the year before, but he was double teamed in every game from that point on. It was a different thing here. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau, nobody's double teaming him. Nobody's showing him preferential t- treatment, and he gets blocked by tight ends, and I have an issue with that. Like So that, that to me is where I would f- push back on that.
1: Pro Football Focus, the end of their scouting report. They do a great job looking at a lot of players. They said it may not be year one or year two, but Thibodeau has perennial all-pro physical ability. You just don't see it. I don't. Sorry, I don't.
2: Yeah, I think this is a little bit of like, you know, putting the, the cart in front of the horse where it's just like, wait, he's got the measurables. Wait, he had a, the, the stats say that it should be that. He was the number one recruit coming out of college. Okay, he's the number one pick. I think it's a lot of aligning the stars without, like, you know, the details of why the stars are aligned that way. And, and that, to me, would be the difference. I don't think there's, you're hearing he's going to drop, he's going to drop. I'm just telling you he's going to drop. These guys in the NFL, they're watching the same tape I am. There's no way they're coming away going, he's in the same class as some of the guys we talked about. There's just no way. And I'm, I'm being adamant about it to make my point, and then I'm not trying to be a shock jock or get clicks here, and I don't like that I'm even doing this with a young kid who I want to come in and kick ass in the NFL. But he is not in the same class as the top guys in this draft. And I think it's a lot because of, yeah, the hype of the player and the look of it. He's a scouting, he would be a scouting or area scout. Like, this is the guy that they always fall in love with because it's the history's there. I saw him walk on the practice field coach. He's got great, big, you know, square shoulders. Yeah, it's, Pete said it's like Derek Stingley a little. Yeah, it's a little like that. They're married to what they've heard about him and what they saw earlier in their career, and they got in love with, oh, the potential, and now they're not evaluating it for what it is. Here's my last thing I'll say. Yep. Last year's first-rounders, right? You had the Jalen Phillips. You had the Odafio way the Ravens took at the end of the first round. Yep. Quiddy Pei from Michigan. He's not as good as any of those three. I'll just say that right off the bat. Gregory Rousseau, I know, was later in the first round. He's a different guy. He's a huge DN. You know, I would say he's closer to that. But I don't think he's as good as any of those three from last year. So he's an end of the first round, maybe second round for you? I think he's an end of the first round, realistically. Like I said, I think there's six or seven guys that can go in the first round. And just so anybody knows here, like Kayvon Thibodeau would not have been my number six. He would have been my number seven just so everybody knows who's your number 6 because my number 6 six would have been Joshua Pascal from Kentucky okay. who's a lot like Trayvon Walker he's 6'3 268 and he is just unblockable and a fear a force of nature so you know he had the Emmanuel Ogba type of play to him where it's not sexy, it's, it's a little bit they want you to manhandle and do all that, but, man, you see all the other physical attributes to go, well, if they blind him up wide, he can run straight and go get the quarterback. So he would have been probably my number seven, honestly. And um, yeah, again I, I don't like saying that. I don't. Alright, but I think it's fair. I mean
1: you saw the tape and you made your evaluation on on the tape. i would be this shocked if do he doesn't character fall and motor.
2: Just to, to to justify my reason. And again, I didn't I didn't talk about this much right. with anybody in the NFL. So I don't know what they're gonna say. But I, I think it was pretty apparent and I think that apparent with the rumors and things you yeah. hear out there that where there's smoke there's fire and I think that's real with this one. We'll do a mock draft right yeah. before the draft, the week of the draft. I think that Monday
1: we'll do a mock draft, and so you can kind of put them where you think teams will take them, and it will be later than most, I, I, w- I would imagine. So uh, was there anyone else that you mentioned, uh, uh, Pascal out of Kentucky, anyone else who jumped out on tape Well, that I, didn't make your top seven? Right, like
2: Pascal a lot, really did. Dominique Robinson from Miami of Ohio. Okay. I would classify him in that Jermaine Johnson the second. Nick Benito, you know, get him off the edge. The guy's got incredible get off and incredible bend and has some of those movements we've seen over time with the traditional great pass rushers in the NFL. He was one where I'd go, he's probably not going to go top 45 picks, but I don't think it will be past that Miami of Ohio yeah he could be a guy where we look at in a few years and go oh damn he's you know in the conversation for leading the league in sacks here right you know coming down the stretch he's very very impressive that way um you know the Sam Williams kid from Mississippi Mississippi right he's another guy I'll throw out there just from the fact of he's got great length and of course, he ran. What did he run? Four three. I mean, four three or four four. Looking it up. I mean, something uh, a four four six a two sixty one. He is very stiff. He's not going to be the best at taking on blockers. But again, when we get into the specific roles of what like we talk about in the NFL and it being, you line him up wide with that kind of like. I mean, it's the kind of thing where you turn on the film and he's the first guy to move at the snap every play. You're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, there's some bad plays in there, but again, the NFL pass rusher, wide nine, get him out there, go get the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think there's like there's going to be value in the for this guy, and he's got a chance to maybe be something one day in the NFL. He definitely popped out to me too. You haven't mentioned uh, David Ojabo. From oh, Michigan. David Ojabo was a good he, player too. He unfortunately, really got hurt. Yeah, hurt his
1: Achilles at that pro day.
2: Yes. Uh, Ojabo is a good player. Um, let me get to his stuff. Like sure. Ojabo, Michigan. you know, their next guys we're talking about, the Arnold uh, Ebikidi, uh, right, from um, Penn State. Yeah. You know, the uh, Boye Mafé. Um, maffe yep. Boye Mafé. Right? They're, yeah. they're all in we're that. We're getting into
1: next- the hard name pronunciation Ooh. part of the D. And they, conversation. they were very hard, yes. <laughs> uh,
2: but th- those, they were the next group of guys and really good football players okay. to where I looked at them and go, damn, I think they could all go, you know, second round and end the second round. I think you can see a run of a lot of these guys here. Interesting. Hold on. Where the hell is uh, – You know, it's funny when you yeah. say
1: that, though. It's like there comes a certain point when if there's so many guys where you're like, wow, this is first or second round guy, you almost can wait a little bit and get, get one that falls. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. It's just-
2: but there's a, that line of demarcation, I do think, here where – after about i guess i'm gonna say seven or eight eight or nine to where you're gonna go okay now we're getting a different class of player mm-hmm. it's not quite the same so i know it can either go either way of that conversation you can either go wait there's more to be had or they start to see four or five go off the board and they go oh shit we got to get ours now yeah. who cares if there's been eight of them taken in the last you know 12 picks or whatever yeah ojabo ojabo okay yep yeah. ojabo you know Does it all. I didn't think he was, like, elite at any one area, but a really good football player. Plays hard, uh, but not wowing, right? You know, in any really one area. Um, He's a weak side rush end. He's a 3-4 outside linebacker. Didn't think he had incredible quickness and twitch as compared to some of the other guys we talked about, but had pretty good edge. I mean, bend around the edge, you know, but I didn't see, like, You know, the same area of explosiveness as we saw some of the other guys. And then the power's not on par with some of the other guys. So it's a clearly, like, I think before the ACL, we're talking about a guy that maybe is in the end of the first round. Yeah, Achilles, Achilles, sorry. End of the first round. And that didn't impact your ranking of him. At I, all. I didn't look, no, I did really. not do that. I wrote down before ACL, maybe end of the first, Achilles. early second. Don't I wrote tear his AC, ACL. I mean, sorry, uh, Achilles. <laughs> but I wrote now, you know, he's probably a guy that's going to be late to yeah. mid second round somewhere in there. I mean, the distinction there on the ACL and Achilles, you've talked about the
1: ACL and how it really is not that big a deal. Achilles, you can is, fix scary. It Achilles yeah. is a little bit more a of an issue. It is, yeah.
2: it is, especially in you know, a foot in the ground, all that weight on it, you're asked to push off that way so much. Um, but yeah, you know, even him had a similar, what I didn't also love about, he had a similar body to Thibodeau where it was very square shouldered, gets very narrow and almost knock kneed towards the bottom of his body. I don't love that look. All right. Um, you know, but a lot to like about the guy. Sure. Get off was good. Just not on, like I said, with the, some of the other guys, the strength, you know, was good he doesn't get overpowered or lose which I like he lost he lose loses less than Thibodeau maybe doesn't get off the blocks and do some of the things quite as much as he does Um, but you know that that was another thing I did love the way he played though as far as how hard he played he was all over the field that way but yes I, I think you know you hear what I'm saying. Hopefully a lot to like, but just yes. not, not elite in one area to go, oh, top 20 pick
1: or top 25 pick. Another guy who's late to football. Late to football, born in Nigeria, came out, had instant success and a lot of projection there with uh, a job, but hopefully he can get back and get healthy. You like these guys a lot. Our friends over at Points Bet yeah, have some what odds like? on who will be the number one pick and who will be top 10. So here's Edge Rusher, draft position. Our friends over at Points Bet, so they think uh, the favorite. To be the number one pick is Aiden Hutchinson. Second best odds are Trayvon Walker. And then Kayvon Thibodeau has fallen now.
2: So see, the numbers are showing.
1: 2,500,
2: yes. This, again, I, I
1: don't like saying it. I'm just, I'm just telling you. He has no odds in the top 10, Pete, because they figure they figure he will go in the top 10. Oh. It's they're, they're too steep. Yeah. Uh, but you might, if you could short that. I don't know if you can do can that. Can you short gambling. that? Can you short that, Pete? Can you do a short on that? Get Jay Croucher on the phone. We want to short that top ten for Kayvon Thibodeau after this discussion. Uh, top ten though, they do have Jermaine Johnson.
2: Oh, as Jermaine a favorite Johnson. To go in the top 10. I'm just, I'm just telling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the real deal, man. It's the real deal. I would be. I think he's for sure a top ten pick. So who in the are draft. the top ten? You think Hutchinson? You think Walker? you think Johnson. Johnson. Those are the three. Those are the three. They're all three are top ten picks in my my book. Carl is somewhere in the next eight, ten picks for sure, and then it'll get interesting. You know? yeah. I could see Thibodeau going anywhere from 20 to 40. You know, It's hard. And again, there's some measurables, and you know, one, all it takes is one team to like something they see, or I like the guy, and let's make it work. I mean, there, there's definitely that aspect. I, I would be one to sit here that if you made me bet today, I'm going to say Kayvon Thibodeau definitely does not go in the top 20 of this draft. Top 20. 20. I would bet that. Okay. Yep. So Pete
1: has put in here, Kayvon Thibodeau, the over-under for his pick is pick 5.5. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. If you take the over, though, you get minus 150 odds, so they're taking a good chunk of your your winnings away. So they even realize there's there's downward
2: pressure. There's downward pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I got to the point, listen, when I... When Dan Campbell the other day made some comments about Thibodeau because he was coming in for a visit and like, mm-hmm. well, wow, he's really good on tape and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think it was that day or maybe the day after where I really studied him and I just went, what? Like, I went I came away going, wait, is Dan Campbell talking about like him for pick 32? That's, that's really – they're not thinking about taking him at number two. I mean, no way. I just – I will be shocked. They got to be seeing what I'm seeing. I know they are. And I, I think that 's why he is falling, and why we 're hearing that and and then you added the fact that I think, as people have dug in here, not to just get all on Thibodeau, is the fact that you, you see these other guys and you go, holy shit he 's good, holy shit he 's good, yeah, oh my gosh he 's good, and uh that 's where it's it 's special all right, if you want to take points bet 's money
1: with that bet, you can do that, yeah, right? you can do was, that
2: if you 're in an eligible state, points bet has an exclusive sign up offer for unbuttoned listeners that you can 't miss Ahmed. You can't. Even for a guy that doesn't gamble or swear like you, you need to get in on this, all right? <laughs> yeah. Download the PointsBet app. Use code NBC2K to sign up and get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So if you bet $700 and lose, you will get free bets worth, you guessed it, $700. Jeez. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Damn, are we sure Jay should be doing that? Our friend Jay Croucher over there at points. Well, its Club. not his money. It's all good. It's eventually. Somebody else. Eventually, it becomes
1: his money. <laughs> 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 your, yeah, your, your company, yeah, yeah. Oh, Pete oh says Tiger didn't win the Masters, so that helps him out. <laughs> yeah, a lot right, of money on right. Tiger to yeah, win yeah, the Everybody Masters. took Tiger to win the f- yeah the
2: field or Tiger. I'll take Tiger. He hasn't won a tournament since the Masters four years ago. But we'll go with him. <laughs> all right, that's
1: a, that was good. I, that was entertaining. So we we'll knew that those were good players. Yeah. It's interesting to hear how good yeah. they are compared to what you've seen so far.
2: I was not expecting to see three top ten guys in the group. That's I good. was not. And yep. I was not expecting to walk away going, Oh shit, there might be legitimately six guys, seven guys that could go in the first round of this group. So that that's where it's interesting. Uh, we'll continue to crack away. Tight ends, O linemen, linebackers. You're almost done. We still uh, it never ends. Screw all of you. All right. I'm sick of watching <laughs> these damn people. All right. All right, everybody, stay in touch. You know where to find us. Ahmed Thanks for driving the ship as always. You the man. All right. Subscribe, rate, review. Wednesday, Rankings with Paul. Be there. Be square. Peace out. Clap, Clap it up. Clap it up.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters